everything's good at my house. Uh, it's the big house up there in Ottawa I'm concerned about, the House of Commons. What the dickens is going on this story? Since late last week, we've been following it, uh, where apparently uh, the government has decided they're cutting checks to an individual. Uh, this is Veteran Affairs now. Having killed an off-duty police officer in Truro, Nova Scotia back in 2012, the guy is drawing PTSD treatments, uh, and he's also, uh, I guess, qualified for the checks. Let's get the skinny on this story from Phil McCollman. He's the Shadow Minister for Veteran Affairs, and he joins us here on The Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Mr. McCollman, good afternoon. Welcome to The Oakley Hi, Show. Good to be with you. Well, you know, you've got to help me out here. This is the individual, Christopher Garnier. He's uh, receiving Veteran Affairs benefits, but he's never served in uniform. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Oh. His uh, father is the veteran. This is a 30-year-old uh, man who had a full-time job, uh, fully independent of his family uh, and his father, who uh, murdered uh, Catherine Campbell, uh, a, a young uh, police officer, also a volunteer firefighter, um, brutally murdered her, put her in a into a disposal container and threw her under a bridge in Halifax. And uh, it is absolutely outrageous that Veterans Affairs Canada approved a claim for him for his PTSD treatments to be covered under veterans benefits, private psychiatrist while he's serving out his life sentence in the in one of our penitentiaries right and uh the interesting thing is his lawyer suggesting how do he contract uh, the ptsd if he wasn't a serving member he made the case in the court that uh that uh mr garnier had had developed ptsd from the trauma of killing constable campbell so he actually claimed to the court that the court should be lenient on sentencing because he had PTSD. And when asked what created the PS, or PTSD, it was uh, stated that uh, it was the act of murdering this young lady that uh, how he how he became mentally ill with PTSD. And so uh, Veterans Affairs has been paying him. Uh, is he getting like a? A regular stipend here, or is it for psychiatric treatment? It's for, it's for psychiatric treatment. So the treatments that he requires for this uh, this condition, for the post-traumatic stress disorder, is being paid by Veterans Affairs while he is in a penitentiary and is, um, is basically eligible for uh, these services through the penal system. If he wants to rehabilitate himself, he's fully capable of uh, t uh, tapping into those services, but instead he's getting veterans' benefits. And that's because of his father having served. Yes, correct. His father is a veteran, and the program that they have covered these benefits are is the extension of family benefits to the veteran. So the um, but but the but the the, the the program was never set up to extend them beyond age twenty five. For dependent children, in in terms of serving members of our military, uh, and the coverage they receive when they're veterans, so it goes beyond the age uh, thresholds. Number one, and number two, uh, no one can figure out why, under the circumstances, when he is a convicted murderer, he would even be 
even closely considered for these kinds of benefits. Yeah, common sense would tell you he'd be disqualified on that basis alone, but uh, here we've got this Kafkaesque thing going on. And uh, my understanding is you've been trying to get some answers from Seamus O'Regan, the Veterans Affairs Minister, as well as the Prime Minister, and they're stonewalling. Since last Wednesday, when we brought this topic to the floor of the House, uh, the Prime Minister, first of all, wouldn't answer our questions. He sat down saying he was not going to answer questions on this matter. And when it came to the minister, Seamus O'Regan, answering these questions, he continues to say, I'm waiting for a report from the officials, his officials at Veterans Affairs Canada, which is a report he requested when the story broke about three and a half weeks ago now. He's been waiting three and a half weeks, has nothing to report to the House or to Canadians, frankly, who are totally outraged, you know, John, the, the, the type of uh, comments that people are making on the streets and the coffee shops when I've talked to them about this issue is, is complete outrage. The other thing to remember is we have a backlog of veterans. Many of them are waiting more than a year to find out if their claims are, are going to be uh, processed or going to be honoured by Veterans Affairs Canada. Here's an individual who has a lawyer argue in a courtroom for him goes to the front of the queue and gets veterans benefits that were intended for others who have legitimate problems as a result of their service to our country. It's just, it's just absolutely absurd. Outrageous and shameful. And so I'm guessing the central question is uh, who made the decision or how was it made to pay this guy? Well, it's, it's done within the walls of Veterans Affairs Canada. It's done with uh, consultation, I'm sure, to the minister's uh, offices and staff. When it would come down to something like this, it would be there. Are, usually on these kinds of cases, John, there's there's a fair amount of discretion. So we've got no answers. The minister fail, uh, stood up today again in repeated questioning, fail, uh, basically defending his decision to uh, have a report. Well, listen, we don't need a report here. <laughs> That's not required. Canadians know, all of us know in our gut that this is wrong, and it needs to be. He needs to revoke these benefits. And he needs to do it quickly and show leadership. But uh, sadly, uh, this is a situation where he's not willing to do that. And frankly, it's a mismanagement of the people he is in charge of at Veterans Affairs, in my opinion. Well, I hope you do get some answers and sooner rather than later, because accountability uh, must be struck here. We need to know what the Dickens is going on there. These, uh, as you say, veterans who uh, legitimately qualify for benefits are waiting in queue. And uh, this guy gets fast tracked, even though uh, he's going to prison for uh, it's a life sentence automatic. But uh, he's going to be paroled after serving 13 and a half years, or at least he can apply less than 699 days for time served. Man, oh man, uh, I guess these things uh, never continue to surprise, but uh, Mr. McCollman, I appreciate your coming on and giving us the latest on uh, where this file is going. We'll watch with interest. John, my pleasure. Thanks for having me on. You got it. Phil McCollman, Shadow Minister for Veteran Affairs. You know, as I said earlier, uh, I'm going to convince you that common sense has left the building.